0: Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Box Set Binge the Bible from 7 Vineyard. Uh, my name is Bern Lecky, and I'm joined today by Owen Lynch. Hello. Hello, Bern. And we have been starting this adventure of listening through the Bible in a year. And we're doing it in big chunks. What we've been listening to this week has been the end of Luke And the beginning of Acts, which is the second volume in what Luke is writing to make sense of what happened with Jesus and what happened with his first followers. What have you been thinking, Owen? How has it struck
1: you? For me, the real shift I noticed was actually not at Luke 14 onwards, but Luke 9 onwards, which I found this really interesting. The tone of the conversation from Luke 9 onwards, particularly from Jesus. Is much more set in his face towards Jerusalem, and three times he predicted his own death, which to me speaks of someone that knows exactly what he's doing and understands the consequences of what he's doing. And I think also um, just I, I noticed that the language is is and the tone of the language is more adversarial, more what there seems to seems to be in conflict with a, with a lot of people, and he's using strong words. So I, these are the sorts of things that I observe also powerful metaphors disturbing metaphors um and as i understand it and as i understand and read around it a little bit um i i see that actually the world in which jesus was operating here was a cauldron of a boiling cauldron of 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 religious and political tension and jesus was heading right into the middle of it
0: absolutely yeah
1: so it it doesn't surprise me therefore that you know the tone has changed so i find that really interesting
0: Mm, yes me too i would agree i think there's at least two sides of what's going on with Jesus, like we said last week. Um, there is this inclusivity, come in, everybody who didn't think they were welcome. You are welcome. You are included. But there's also the sort of uh, guard to that, which is, well, when we say you're included, it doesn't mean necessarily it just works the way you already thought it would work. That's the problem. That's why life at the moment isn't always working out because. We all thought, in our own way, we could make it all work the way we wanted, but Jesus wants to bring in a kingdom, a new kingdom where God has His say and God gets His way on what things are done and how, uh, and and give and empower us to do that in a way that we'd never seen before. So that's really exciting, but it's challenging at the same time.
1: These people who the elite are telling are not part of God's plan actually are very much part of God's plan. And that actually everyone is included because God has always included everyone. I I, I see Luke referring back to Matthew, one of his um, peers, if you like, in terms of um, what he's trying to do with his account of Jesus' life is saying, no, Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. This is the way it's always been that Mm. God is inclusive that that actually uh that God wants everyone to be in relationship with him. And that's that's the message that Jesus brings. And I love that. And and in in doing so, Jesus is challenging the authorities of the day, particularly the religious authorities that were keen to exclude people on the basis of purity or ceremonial uh participation or what tribe they're in. There's this kind of there's this kind of general kind of exclusion. Oh yeah, you're in if you are this, but you're not in if you're that. And Mm. it appears to me that Jesus emerged from this community of people who, uh, and Jesus, one of, was considered to be one of those who was out, um, uh, but in reality, uh, Jesus was saying, no, 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 we're all in with God, you know, and and uh, th- and he challenged that exclusivity that you you know that you rightly highlight. Mm.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So there are all these people keep coming up in Luke's gospel that you that you think either because they responded to Jesus or because Jesus told stories about them, people mm. who were on the fringes of society and would not have been accepted into the mainstream of temple worship and, and following the law faithfully and all of that. And that's all really going to explode when we look at next week's kind of second bit of Acts. Uh, that's where the doors really blow off the whole thing, practically. Uh, but just before we get to then, uh, I, I must admit, this end of Luke... And beginning vaccine, there's a lot of stuff in there. It has really mm. challenged me to come at it at a pace because mm. I've yeah, you know, that I've had sort of red warning lights in my head. Slow down, I want to study this. <laughs> Slow down, I want to make sense of all these different things. And and that's perfectly legit, I think, to feel that when we're going through deliberately at pace. So why are we going through deliberately at pace anyway? Well, for one thing, I think. Trying to study it all, trying to get my head around it, all the bits of it, isn't just going to take like a week or a month. It's going to take a lifetime. And I uh, and I listened to some of N.T. Wright's course on, uh, on Luke, which has been amazing. He just manages to make it 15 hours long. And uh, the book is two hours to listen to. Uh, his thoughts are 15 hours. They're brilliant. Uh, but if we were to slow down to the pace where we're trying to just make sense of every single nut and bolt every single dial on the console and the aircraft that he's talking about i think we just we learn lots about how to read what's going on but we'd miss the big picture about how flying works you've got to look at the whole thing you've got to look at how an aircraft actually moves to get the big picture of, of of how flying goes um that's my analogy of the week and the reasons why I think it's difficult, I think, this, looking at the big picture of what Jesus is talking about, is I think when I hear Jesus, I want to try and pigeonhole it somehow into what I've got to do about it. I want to pigeonhole it into is this stuff Jesus is telling me about how to manage my money because I'm because I'm concerned about money and I'm concerned about my stuff. He seems to have advice on how to manage stuff, but it seems really difficult. Or I could focus on, is Jesus telling me how to get to heaven? Is Jesus telling me how to live such a good life or, or, or believe the right thing or say the right thing or do the right thing so that when I die, I, I don't go to hell? And I think the church often focuses, has focused in history anyway, on that. Um, but I think both of those miss the main thrust of what Jesus is offering, which sort of makes more sense to me when I'm looking at it as a big picture. Anyway, so this so is what I'm thinking about it. I think it makes the most sense for people like you've been saying who who have been excluded or feel the pain of life on earth now and want a better life on earth now and want to trust and credit God to be that source of life and they want it now you know, wait for heaven and, uh, and, and they don't want it to just be for them personally necessarily they want it to be for their whole family or community or society uh, the whole world even we want it now please and Jesus is saying yes okay this is it then this is the kingdom this is something that you can have but the other thing I'm noticing is that people don't get it from concentrating on details in the teaching as much as they get it from focusing on God, and how many times N.T. Wright brilliantly points out how many dozens and dozens of times people praise God all the way through Luke's Gospel more than in any other Gospel, um, and 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 I'm I was really blown away by that actually. That was that struck me as a massive, massive takeaway that from Mary praising God for Jesus being in her womb to uh, the 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 beggars who were healed and one of them comes back praising god and he was a samaritan he was the the excluded one you know luke's point is you want this you want this kingdom life well praise god then because it's coming but don't praise god just because it's coming just praise god because you can praise god and then you find that it comes and that Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really the point I think that Luke's making is, is praising God is uh, the key. It's, it's the, the way in which everyone was accessing and experiencing and starting to live this kingdom life.
1: I think that's right. I, you know, I'm, I was blown away, really, when I was thinking about what Luke was saying. I, I was thinking about the impact on Luke himself because i mean without without going into depth what we think scholars think is is that luke was uh, one of the companions of paul the apostle who traveled with him right through his uh, his his travels around the mediterranean uh, as he preached the gospel of jesus and i think that what we see in luke is is luke saying that, you know i'm blown away by the fact that god is made himself a human being and is as come to the earth and as uh, as in the words of paul's letter to the philippians it did not consider equality with god something to be grasped but mm-hmm. instead made himself nothing and became like a servant i think Paul, i think luke is blown away by that and i think that luke's joy is is really palpable throughout all of his writings in both these books luke and Acts palpable Mm. joy Mm. i agree with you i think that does express itself through praise which is wonderful
0: i say do you know coming to think of it as well i'm seeing that and when i think about paul's letters which we're going to look at later how often paul's letters and arguments Mm. just either quote praise or turn into praise yeah Uh, particularly romans i'm thinking you know is is, is he's going through and, and and sort of just having a big moment of well you see what it's all about and then it just goes into romans uh romans 11 it's it's all this, all this praise 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 mm. Mm. it's like you can't separate the thinking and the 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 doing all the practicality of of faith in god from praise mm. and and it's like well that's a that's a clue to me actually mm. if it, 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 where, how am I doing with this well I, I could try, you know, try and take some sort of test on evaluating how much I've really understood out of all the Gospels or I could just look at how's my praise life going, how am I feeling about praising God today hmm. And, hmm. and I don't mean like singing hymns, I mean just thanking God, noticing that it's God where mm. where good stuff's coming from thanking him mm. for it maybe sharing that with someone else as well but primarily sharing it with god because mm. i think god's shared that shared it with us mm. i want that's yeah. the thing i that's moved me this week that i really want to do better yeah. um yeah. and and I, I and i'm excited to do that because because the more we're looking at it the more i'm seeing of what god's had done then and is doing now
1: Mm, that's that's really interesting, and I, I where I've been moved uh, as I've reflected on this is um, is the hope that that Jesus gave to those around him, uh, because he was one of the majority poor, he emerged as a leader of the majority poor. Everyone was looking to him for their needs, whether that was emotional, spiritual or physical or that's a physical healing or there's a physical feeding, needing food or whether that was just words of life. People described his words like words of being like words of life that bring life to the soul. You know, I, people would were desperate for someone to to lead them into a better way of life, a better way of living, uh, a, a, a political and social change. And, and I think you know for me I've been moved by that reflection, particularly as I look ahead to this year and I think about the uh, the hopes that we have uh, for a better way of life. Uh, you know whatever your politics, I think we can all agree we want something better than we currently have, not just for ourselves but for everyone and our hearts are broken by the injustice that we see around us and i and i think that um you know just like we're hopeful that things will improve this year i think that we we see the same feeling amongst the people who who were jesus's contemporaries they wanted a better life mm. and uh, and jesus offered them a better life and i love that and and i think jesus still offers us a better life and is someone that w- who is more permanent and universal uh, a sense of hope than than even the best intentioned politicians or economists
0: absolutely i think one of the most hopeful aspects of the kingdom of god is that you don't just have to put your hope in rulers in mm. uh, in the people that are elected or even yeah. if you, you know in societies where you didn't get an election whoever happened to be king you don't yeah. just have to have hope in them, even as powerful as they are, because mm. all this other power is coming and it's here and it's moving through us amazingly. No, yeah. What? Yeah. And and to see that starting to happen in Acts of the Apostles, I think is astonishing. The the just the physical power of God's kingdom work on display, partly through sort of whoa bang things like like miraculous healings but also through what emerges as people trust each other and share things with each other and build this way of life where they don't just suffer on their own but they help each other and pool resources and make sure that widows are looked after and make sure that the poor and and people who can't afford food can get fed and this is stuff that People had the power, been given the power to sort out uh, between themselves by looking at what's God done f- for us, what's God given us, what can we do with it, what can God do through us if we let him. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom in action. Nobody had to vote that in. That didn't need uh, the emperor, to uh, the Roman emperor, to be deposed for that to start taking root, And mm. uh, and and I love that. Um now we could be accused of having skipped over maybe the most important part. I always say maybe the most important part, absolutely the most important part here, which I feel is going to need to be a PS, a bonus podcast. So we can talk about the crux, the the cross, the big thing in the middle that demonstrates God's power in this ultimate way. I don't feel we can really do that much justice by squeezing that into two minutes of of uh do sort we of think about that uh, at yeah, the end because we'll be talking about it a lot anyways we're coming up to Easter and everything. What do you say we do what what do you say we commit now to doing a bonus podcast on this?
1: Mm, are, are you talking here about the death and resurrection of Jesus? I am yes. Yes. Yeah and, and I think you're right. I think we do need to give much more time to it. But suffice to say I think that it's true to say that um there are many ways in which both uh, the writers in the New Testament, that is, the, people, you know, the writers of the letters um, and also the uh, the writers of the Gospels of Jesus, the accounts of Jesus, like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The, the, there's the, there's different ways in which people have looked at the death of Jesus in the New Testament and since um, in the last 2,000 years that have given rise to lots of thoughts and ideas about what Jesus' death on the cross means, right? Yeah. And uh, and there's this, this more... There's, there's certainly quite a few, and the reality is is that we haven't got time to discuss that in any great depth or detail now. In fact, even in one episode, I suspect we may be struggling. But that said, I think it's fair to say that what we see in Jesus, uh, in Jesus's death according to Luke, is we see a very, a very practical reason why Jesus died. He he died because he was killed by the leaders and the authorities uh, of his uh, particular area town they saw him as a threat so they killed him which is what authoritarian regimes tend to do with any revolutionary leaders, right? They tend to just kill them in the hopes that that will quell the rebellion or the, the, the revolution. Um, in fact, I find it quite interesting in, when I was listening to David Suchet's reading of Luke, that he, there was this one phrase that stood out uh, where Jesus um, is in the garden of Gethsemane and uh, a, a group of uh, a religious police effectively come to arrest him and he, they come with armed with um, swords, I think. And uh, Jesus says to them, why would you bring swords? Like, am I leading an armed rebellion? <laughs> clearly, clearly he wasn't, but nevertheless, they thought he was. And uh, so there's a very good reason why Jesus died. They thought he was a threat to their, their authority. Um, but, but at the same time, we recognize there's many other reasons why we, why we interpret Jesus' death in many different ways.
0: Absolutely. And I think the worst thing we do is try and boil it down to one simple one. Yes, um, and, and the worst thing that church sometimes does is try and boil it down to one simple one. The the yeah. the, the good news though is that the, the fact that it's not just one dimensional; is it's many dimensional. It's yeah, it's exactly. massive. It's it uh, mm. t- to me the 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 most important themes of the whole thing are that it is overcoming. It's overcoming opposition. It's overcoming spiritual opposition that's as as bad as it could be. It's overcoming what the worst that any government or regime could throw at you. The threat of mm-hmm. not just death, but uh, but a really horrible death that would also drain you and your movement of power. Yeah. Uh, it's it's overcoming everything in us that says I can't do something. Right, this is too hard. This is impossible. Well, when you look at Jesus and the cross, it might look impossible, but then that was necessary, so there'd be a resurrection, which shows that everything is possible, and that's mm. the possibility, that's the power that God asserts. It's so counterintuitive. We accept death and disorder, and you know, if you're a physicist, increasing disorder in the in the universe forever is, is inevitable, but. God comes, comes in and says, Yeah, but look at this. <laughs> Bang! Yeah. And and brings in a new created order and says, Look, you can be part of that. Mm. Nothing is more exciting, I think, for me. That's that's amazing. That's the 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 to be able to see it in action, to believe that's a real thing that we can follow in is utterly changing everything. Mm. Um and and so for every other reason that you might want to explain the cross and the resurrection, I, I, I think it's really important just to, just to grasp something of the power of it and the encouragement from it, that that mm. then God can do amazing things that we never thought possible.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And with that in mind, um, do you think it's possible we could get through the end of Acts next week?
1: I think we could. Yeah, Definitely. What are you looking forward to in there? What I'm looking forward to is seeing how the tension that seems to build from chapter nine, actually in Acts, where Stephen gives this incredible um, sort of summary of Old Testament history, <laughs> and then condemns the the Jewish leaders around him, and then they kill him. And at that point, then persecution of the church increases, and and the church in Jerusalem scattered. And that's that's quite a like a a, a really important moment and you know everything changes at that point and it just seems to be the most incredible political and social tension and religious tension so i'm looking forward to seeing how that develops post chapter nine
0: Hmm. uh yeah that sounds great i am particularly looking forward to the fact that peter who's been following jesus for all this time and being full of the Holy Spirit now and practicing seems to have seems to have gotten into a bit of a rhythm and a groove and working out how things work he's about to have his mind completely blown by the Holy Spirit Yeah, uh, the yeah. Holy Spirit is going to change everything as he shows Peter uh, what God's really wanting to do for the world and that nobody is excluded who was previously excluded which is amazing and then seeing what the church does with that. And it wasn't easy for people. It wasn't easy. Uh, but we'll find out um, sort of how they deal with it and how they, um, how they try and get their heads around what God is doing with them. While God gets his arms fully around them and empowers them to do things they never thought were possible. So we'll join you next week and come back and we'll chat about how it's going after that.
1: Have a good week. I'll see you next week.
0: See you next week.